Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a late February edition. I am Paul Charchi, and my co-host is Brian Johnson. What's up, Charch? It's almost like uh, late April in Minnesota here. Weather-wise. Not wearing yeah. a jacket. Okay. Well, that's just because we're used to it. I mean, around here now, because our, 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 our January and February are brutal, 40 degrees is sweltering. It's balmy ridiculous. Yes, downright balmy. We're going we're gonna to go do some nude sunbathing after this. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it is an exciting time for both, uh, both Minnesotans and, uh, for those that love fantasy football. Oh yeah. Last week we did a first round mock draft to see how that was shaking out this week we decided there's still so many good players to talk to. And actually the second round far more interesting because the first round's all chalk. The second round is where you get so many, such a huge differential of players and guys that that have way more upside, downside. I'm going to talk about some of my picks in the second round that really had things just been a little bit different, could have been like top three scoring guys this year. And so just I think the second round has got way, way more just real interest in it than the chalk in the first round. Yeah, these first two rounds seem way more loaded than past years. Oh, I feel, yeah, I know I, it's early, I, but yeah. it, and even going into the third round, there are guys that, you know, got dogged in the second well, round where you're like, they could have been in the second round, but there's just not enough draft picks to go around. Too many good players. It's exciting. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll tip my hand on one of them right now. 
We are not drafting in the first two rounds Ezekiel Elliott. No, sir. Now, right now, it's in his very, the very early 2020 ADPs are middle of the first round. We talked about it last week. You and I are off Zeke. And I know we're not marching to the same tune as most of the others. Most others th- really like Zeke, and they're, they're, they're doubling down on him coming off a bad year. We're not, but good by, luck to them. Yeah, by the third round, you know, at that point, that's I'm starting to be more interested. But still, we're not going to take him here. And it depends who you got on roster, of course. But yeah, Zeke, third round, I'd contemplate it if yeah. I didn't have a running back. If you didn't ever, yeah, I think that would be the the scenario for me as well. But at that point, I still feel now compelled to go get Pollard as well, and that blows up my eighth round right. pick. So I hate I hate it when I spend an early round pick that mandates. A, a pick that's still an important pick for me later. And it's, it's a sexy pick for the non-Zeke owner, too. Tony it Pollard is. That's is, why you got to yeah. take him in the eighth right. round. you got to reach for him. And, right. Yeah, because uh, not I, ideal. I'd much rather have Pollard in round eight than Zeke in round two. So somebody like me is going to go take Pollard in eight. Create a problem for that uh, for that owner. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get back to it. Now, you had the last pick of round one. You did. Oh, I did. Oh, so I can Should go back to Should we recap round so one can, just yeah, real let's quick? Do it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just went Derrick Henry first overall. Uh, I started the draft. Uh, and then Christian McCaffrey, two. Dalvin Cook, three. Devontae Adams went fourth. Travis Kelsey, fifth. Tyreek Hill. Saquon Barkley at number seven. Alvin Kamara at eight. Jonathan Taylor. DK Metcalf at 10. And then Nick Chubb at 11. And Stefan Diggs rounded out. Round one. I re- I had really struggled on that Diggs Diggs pick. Like, oh, what do you know? There were so many good players still on the board at that point, and I I really struggled. But at the end of the day, I just wanted the consistency that Stefan Diggs gives. So I went with Stefan Diggs there. And then, you know, in theory, I have the wraparound. Now I didn't try to potentially uh, intentionally marry up any of my second round picks to the first round pick. But I don't even think you have to. No. I mean, at this point, you have, you have the whole draft left. You can, you know, if you go running back, running back, or wide receiver, wide receiver, or tight end, quarterback, or anything, you can. You always have time to make up for it. I don't think we. It, I didn't really do that either. So, but I don't think we ended up with running back, running back with the first two picks anyway. Even though we weren't trying to do that, and I, I think neither of us would want to do that going into the season, at least right now, right? Uh, there's just so many good players yeah. at all the other positions. Okay, so first pick of the second round, I went with Aaron Jones. He finished his running back five last year, despite a sizable timeshare. And so get a load of this. Derrick Henry, 400 touches last year. Dalvin Cook, 360 touches. And that was your highest scoring and second highest scoring running backs. Can I take Joe, a guess? Yeah. And you mean touches, total catches, touches, catches, and, and, yeah, and, uh, catches and, and rushes. 250 tops. Nice job. 260. 260. 260 for Jones. That was it. And he still finishes running back five. Wow. You know, wherever he goes, you know, he's a free agent. He wants to get paid. And if money's going to talk, he's only going to go to a team that pays him well. And the only teams that are going to pay him well are the teams that are going to make him a workhorse. Yep. Aaron Jones is going to land at a workhorse spot. What is like the ideal? Okay, you're getting there. Go. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, you know, Atlanta are two primo landing spots for him. I'll give you another one. San Francisco. How about Seattle? If they Chris Carson's a UFA. They decide that they're going to spend a running back and they like Aaron Jones a lot more than Chris Carson. Seattle gets really interesting. Would Arizona be a possibility? Probably not, right? They got. I don't think so. Kind of Edmonds, Drake for one Drake's, more year. No, Drake's a UFA. Is he okay? So uh, I, I think... I think they're going to just go with the cheap solution they've Chase got Edmonds. on roster and Chase Edmonds, who gets to be pretty interesting if they don't re-sign Drake, by the way. And I'm sure we'll talk about him as the unseason, uh, as the free agency season unfolds. Uh, other possible spots for Aaron Jones that aren't as favorable, the Jets, yep. uh, Miami, a lot of money. 
I see. I, I think Miles Gaskin's pretty good, but Aaron Jones is better. So it, maybe Miami as uh, the defending champion in our Empire League, trying to take down the whole pot. I'm pretty thin at running back, and with Miles Gaskin as my like basically my <laughs> RB one <laughs> or David Johnson, I do not want anyone going to Miami. But I feel like they're going to get it back either in free agency or in the draft. But, so yeah. if Jones can be the fifth highest scoring fantasy back on 260 touches, what happens if he gets 320? You know, now he's a top three back and maybe the number one back in fantasy football, yeah. depending if he falls into the right spot. So that's um, that's Aaron Jones, my first pick of the second round. Who's the second pick of the second round? Uh, I went with uh, Calvin Ridley, who will be the third wide receiver. No, I'm sorry, the fourth, fifth wide receiver taken. I'm sorry, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs have gone. But then uh, I take Calvin Ridley as the fifth wide receiver off the board in the as a second pick in the second round, finished fourth in total PPR points last year, third in points per game. And uh, when Julio went down, Ridley was a target hog. He could still, he was still able to produce without Julio on the field, but shockingly, he was more productive with Julio on the field on a points per game basis. Doesn't so surprise it does, me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter great. really. Well, yeah. The only thing that really matters might be Matt Ryan, who we were dogging on a couple weeks ago, rightfully yeah. so. But uh, Calvin Ridley, an absolute stud. He finished with the most completed air yards in 2020 with 1,095. Stefan Diggs was the only other receiver with more completed air yards. So Calvin Ridley, uh, Atlanta's always throwing, always needing to put up points. I love Calvin Ridley this and, year and beyond. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a scenario here where Matt Ryan gets moved. They're going to be at the top of the draft. They'll take a good quarterback, and you know that might be you know that might not be the end of the world. It wouldn't Maybe be they ideal. Get Russell Wilson or well, Dak yeah, Prescott or Deshaun Watson. Who knows? Right. The, Maybe. The, the carousel is not even close to being over. No, it's not. And you know those Atlanta might be a reasonable destination for some of those guys that have that can control their own destiny with their no trade clauses, like Deshaun Watson and like Russell Wilson, who have no trade clauses. So. Maybe that makes more sense then. All right, the third pick of the second round. I took Cam Akers. I believe Cam Akers will be soundly in the first round in most drafts as people start to realize what's coming here. On Thursday, Sean McVay called Cam Akers, quote, an every down back and, quote, a very special player. He sure looked like one at the end of the season. We're going to talk about that in a second. What's more, Rams beat writers do not expect Malcolm Brown back. They're already projecting that he will not be on the team. Now, some people are going to say, yeah, but Sean McVay, you know, he uses a, a carousel of backs, a running back by committee. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's remember Todd Gurley. <laughs> Todd Gurley in 2017 and 2018 averaged 18 carries per game. In 2017, Gurley was fantasy football's top scoring running back. In 2018, he was fantasy football's top scoring running back. Todd Gurley was a workhorse back for Sean McVay because he was good enough to earn it. Cam Akers, who Sean McVay just called a very special player, is good enough to earn it as well. In the final six Rams games, Akers averaged 22 rushes per game for 94 yards. He scored five times in those six games. Now, he didn't catch much, but he can catch. He's not not brick-handed. He's not Adrian Peterson. Now, if you extrapolate his six final games of the year to a full 16 games. Brian Akers is looking at 1500 rushing yards, another couple hundred receiving yards and 13 touchdowns. That would have made cam Akers RB three. 
Wow. Last year. And they have Matt Stafford now, a clear upgrade at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Bodes well for everyone in that offense. So, Absolutely. Totally uh, yeah, agree. I like the pick, and yeah, he could certainly he's worthy of a first round pick, and we'll probably see him move up in the I think range, he'll I think said. he'll be a first round pick before everything is said and done. Uh let's go to the fourth pick of the second round. Uh, receivers are gonna continue to fall off the board in round two. Uh but this might not be the one you're expecting. I think AJ Brown deserves to go with the fourth mm, pick in love the second it. round. Uh finished tenth among wide receivers in total PPR points, fifth in points per game, because he only had hundred and six targets last year. That is not a lot. Yeah. That is like thirtieth most, or like he's tied with people, but like top twenty, uh bottom twenty, I should say. Uh he was fourth in yards per route run. Essentially when given the ball he made things happen uh, especially in the red zone where uh with fewer targets in the red zone he had the same amount of red zone touchdowns seven as calvin ridley and keenan allen and more red zone touchdowns than darren waller tyree kill dk metcalf stefan diggs and allen robinson who had significantly more targets in the red zone so yeah. aj brown just a beast he's he's going into his third year third I year believe, and that's yeah, he's so good the magic year for wide receivers and uh Corey davis and Jonu smith both free gone. agents. Yeah, both Those free two agents. combined for 24 red zone targets and 12 red zone touchdowns. A mm-hmm. uh, new offensive coordinator in Todd Downing, who's a little more pass-friendly than uh, the previous OC, A.J. Brown. If he gets in that 150 target range, <laughs> wide receiver one upside, without a doubt. Yeah, I there's uh and we talk, I talked to Todd Downing today uh, on the radio. Really? Enough. Yes, wow. I did. As a coincidentally, and we talked about Janu Janu, as you can imagine. I'm sure you did. Uh, and Corey Davis, uh, both free agents. He um he loves both guys. You know, they ne- coaches never say bad things about their players, and I you know I didn't expect him to say anything that was going to get him in trouble. But um, I, I'm sure he'd love to have both guys back if he could. I'm excited for Janu Janu because as the as his former position coach now turned offensive coordinator. Todd Downing could do a lot for yeah. Janu. Uh, so if he, wants he to. could stay Janu Janu? He could stay. Hopefully yeah, he does. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so too. All right. Let's go to, and by the way, AJ Brown's great. And, yeah. and I think he's good. He's so physical. He could easily be a goal line receiving target instead. You know, of course, Derrick Henry's always going to be your number one goal line option in that offense. But I could I could see him getting a ton of goal line looks. AJ Brown. AJ Brown might be my number one wide receiver in Dynasty. And if you're in a startup, Startup year, yeah. Um, I think I would still, I still Metcalf. lean Tyreek Hill. Well, you said wide receiver, right? Yeah, DK yeah. Metcalf. Oh, Metcalf. Sorry, I heard, uh, I heard uh, McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, DK Metcalf. As long as Russell Wilson's there, DK Metcalf might be next. But it's, it's right there. He's, yeah. he's right in that conversation. All right. So the fifth pick of the second round, I took Austin Eckler. Now, this is about the same ADP that he had last year, and obviously he lost his season to a brutal hamstring injury that cost him half of the year. But remember, he's one season removed from 1,400 yards, 92 receptions, and 11 touchdowns. And last year, Austin Eckler actually improved his yards per carry by half a yard. The Chargers offense is going to hit 2021 in many ways in stride because Justin Herbert will have been on the team He'll come in as the as the lock starter. They'll likely have an improved offensive line because it's been bad for a decade, and they got to they got to put more effort into that offensive line. I think they will. Their new offensive coordinator, though, is what I'm really excited about, Joe Lombardi. He spent four seasons in New Orleans making Alvin Kamara a centerpiece of this offense. Wow. And who's probably your closest comparable in the NFL to Alvin Kamara? Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, and he's built like a house too, unlike. 
Camaros. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> so it's a little more like, physical. Yeah. He's shorter, but he's a little but, more physical. Yep. And you know, I that's why I I still remain very high in Eckler. I think you're going to be able, you could probably get him lower than the fifth pick of the second round, but I think you'll be glad you took him here. Let's go to the sixth pick of the second round. Uh, receiver again, and uh, it's time for DeAndre Hopkins to get picked. Uh, pretty much a first-round mm-hmm. pick last year. Kind of a down year last year. He was still a top-ten wide receiver. Yeah, There were only ten wide receivers to post five or more wide receiver one week. So that's a top-12 receiver, and this doesn't in- include Week 17, which you shouldn't be using if you're playing fantasy football, of course. And uh, Those ten wide receivers only... Uh, Devontae Adams had more wide receiver one weeks than DeAndre Hopkins, who had eight, and Adams had nine. And I was kind of surprised by that. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was that consistent. So um, Christian Kirk likely gone, not like he was much of a threat. I think he's a free agent this year, but I don't really care. But uh, I'm just DeAndre Hopkins is pretty sound, safe floor with still a ton of upside. How many people have ever regretted drafting DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, not many. Like nobody ever? Nope. So middle of the second round makes a lot of sense. I'd like to see Kyler Murray take a, another step in his progression as a, yeah. a pro quarterback. So, yeah, Hopkins uh probably be better off than last year, one would hope. We're halfway through the second round. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's go through picks 7 through 12. I know that you're probably listening, thinking, where is this particular guy? Well, he could be coming up next, along with the first appearance of some rookies coming mm-hmm. up. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson with you. We're working our way through the second round of our mock draft. If you missed the first round, that was last week. Obviously, you can podcast that. Go get the first round. Uh, the players we took in there in, in the first round, I, way more chalk. You know Derrick Henry went and Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook and you know all the you know all the usual names. Second round is just so much more intriguing. So many more different ways to approach players in the second round. We gave you the first six picks in the first segment. Let's talk about picks seven through 12. I am going with Michael Thomas at pick seven. I remember him. You remember him, right? Yeah. This is last season's ADP. He was pick five of the first round, pick five overall. Obviously, everything pretty much went wrong for him and from an injury standpoint last season. Um, came back towards the end of the year. And you know, I'm, it goes without saying that... Michael Thomas is really, really good. He's one year removed from being by far the highest scoring fantasy receiver in the league. Yeah. Just one year removed. Like 15 targets a game, basically. Yes. Guaranteed. I think it was 1,700 receiving yards. Yeah, insane. And yes, okay. So the quarterback, though, is a lot of why he's where he is right now. Although, Drew Brees has not filed his retirement papers no, yet. He has not. You know, for whatever reason, he hasn't done it yet. So, uh, Let's say the worst case scenario is Taysom Hill, that they just got to go worth go to worth Taysom Hill. So let's look at the four games Michael Thomas played with Taysom Hill. If that's our worst case scenario, and not at a hundred percent either. Yeah, good point. Right, he was dragging one leg along. Yeah. His average game under Taysom Hill was eight receptions, eighty six yards. Now he didn't score because Taysom Hill just isn't that positive a passer. But still, eight receptions for 86 yards, extrapolate that to 16 games, and Michael Thomas's Taysom Hill games would have stretched out into making him wide receiver two in receptions and wide receiver five in yards. Yeah. And the touchdowns would come, at least to some degree. So he would have been sitting on last year, as when everything went wrong and Taysom Hill was his quarterback, he still would have been a fantasy producer. The Saints are a desirable landing spot for a lot of elite quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, these these are landing places they they will go because this is a a Super Bowl ready team. Oh, so, Deshaun Watson goes to oh, the Saints. Oh God! Oh yeah. Think of it. I mean, that that's got to vault Thomas into the first round. Yeah, he's the third wide receiver after Adams and Hill. I yeah, think, at that easily. point you could you yeah. could def- definitely get there. It, and I'm, I'm taking Thomas. At pick seven of the second round. All right, like it's it. pick eight of the second round. Who are you taking? All right, it's rookie time. It's time for the first rookie to get drafted, and uh, this isn't a it, this isn't a clear cut decision. If I thought it would be a couple weeks ago, yeah. and that's Najee Harris or a couple of the running backs. We'll probably talk about at least one of them mm-hmm. uh, in the remainder of this podcast. But I'm still going to go with Najee Harris, six two two thirty, just an absolute oh, monster. What he is, jeez. But he's not just a, a north south bruiser. Mm-hmm. Nope. If you watch him play, Anything but he can juke, he can hurdle, he can do it all. Like yep. a, like a Marshall Falk, Ladanian Tomlinson skill set in that regard. I think the better comparable is Saquon Barkley, who is like a that. bigger back with unbelievable flexibility. Ability and balance. One comp I like too is Matt Forte, a bigger Matt Forte mm-hmm. in his prime because Najee Harris is a very good pass catcher. He like, is a, a very really good pass, good pass catcher. catcher. Yes. So yeah. he's got bell cow potential written all, all, all over him. Of course, landing spot matters. We don't know where that is until the draft occurs in a couple months. Uh, but Pittsburgh is also interested in him. They've visited mm-hmm. with him, and uh, mm-hmm. it makes sense that 
they're like in the mid twenties. That would be a, a, a good time to take Najee. But uh, could the happen. Most, the most rushing touchdowns in college football last year, just rushing twenty six and thirteen games. If he gets fifteen twenty touches a game, he'll live up to this ADP and may, maybe even around one ADP. You cracked the seal at rookie running backs and pick eight of the second round. Uh, I went with the other. The uh, you know it's there's a one A and one B in college running backs rookie running backs pick nine I took Travis Etienne from Clemson he's the leading rusher in ACC history five thousand rushing yards uh, he is I think Harris I think you took the right guy from a fantasy football standpoint I think Harris is a better prospect than Etienne but at least in year great. one in in year one and right. not knowing where they're going to land right. Um, but I love Harris as a goal line back. I think ETN can be a goal line back, but I don't know for sure because he's got that leaner build. He's very muscular on that build, but it is a leaner build. He's so fast. He is your. He is a. He's in north south especially. ETN is a freaking track star. The amazing acceleration. He's got good balance. So you know, a lot of times you'll find track stars that just they can't take a hit. They can't bounce off anybody. They can't navigate traffic. He can do all of that stuff surprising strength despite the lean build that I mentioned before. He can break some tackles, and he has good hands. Not great hands, good hands. I think Harris has better hands, too. So uh, I've got him next at the as the ninth pick. We'll find out where he goes and if that gets validated. I think Harris has a better chance of going in the first round than ETN does, but ETN should go early to mid-second round, I believe. Now, I'm not there yet. and We're, we're not going to – he's not going to get mentioned in our round two uh, mock here, but uh, Javante Williams out of North Carolina is getting some steam as the mm-hmm. – should be the RB1 among rookies. But uh, we'll see about that. We'll but, see. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, like, I like the Harris ETN 1A, 1B, like you said. All right, uh, no more rookies for me. Uh, we are at the 10th pick, I believe, right? Correct. The second round? Yep, 10th pick. And uh, more wide receivers going to fall off. There's about only a couple very elite ones left. And in his second year, Justin Jefferson mm. is one of those wide receivers. I mentioned the completed air yards earlier when talking about Calvin Ridley. Justin Jefferson, as a rookie, was fourth in that regard, only behind Ridley Diggs and Allen Robinson. Just an absolute home run pick by the Vikings. Probably one of my favorite clips of 2022 was uh, draft night. They weren't in the war room together because that was peak quarantine, of course. But when you had Zimmer and Spielman and whoever else, you know, in their Zoom call, and when the Eagles took Jalen Rieger yeah. in their eyes. And, and the like, Vikings started cheering. Uh, yeah, it was just like total fantasy football. <laughs> it like, really was, wasn't it? Like the anti-snipe. Yeah. You think you're going to get sniped and you don't, and you're just yep. so excited. And uh, Man, did the Vikings have that one figured out. Holy cow. Yeah, they did. And, uh, yeah, Jefferson's Jefferson, a, complete- histor- a historic season for rookie yeah. receivers, breaking, uh, breaking the modern-day yardage record for rookie receivers in a season yeah just the complete package i don't really think i need to justify the pick any more than that justin jefferson should be a lock you took him before adam thielen and thielen was more of the touchdown guy this year but i think you're making the assumption that just justin jefferson's on a early trajectory that makes him better than thielen i would think so yeah and thielen's really good yeah all right my final pick of the second round was miles sanders and i had george kittle here and i had planned on taking kittle and then in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? Let me just dig a little more into Sanders' season and refresh my memory on Sanders' season. And I, could, I, ended, up ba- I ended up changing it back to Sanders. 
Um, here's why he finished. He's finished so far as running back 20 and running back 22 the last two years. That puts him right about where I'm picking him here anyway. Um, but he's so many things have gone wrong for him and he still finished his 20 and 22. He is at injuries, running back by committee issues, offensive line injuries and injuries to himself. I meant earlier, inconsistent quarterbacking. Many of those things should get solved this offseason for Miles Sanders. He averaged 5.3 yards per carry last year, running behind a battered backup late in offensive line. Now, how did he fare in Jalen Hurts games? And this was where I really got myself on board with Miles Sanders in this spot. His average game in Jalen Hurts starts was 80 rushing yards, five yards per carry, one touchdown per game, three catches, 25 receiving yards. Those are good numbers. If I extrapolate Sanders Jalen Hurts games to a full season, he comes out to 1,700 total yards and 16 touchdowns. That would have put him behind only Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. That's just, I'm like, oh, man. All I got to do is get him to be healthy. So now, if you look forward to 2021, they have a new head coach, Nick Sirianni, who came from Indianapolis where he was the offensive coordinator. Sirianni helped unlock the big season from Jonathan Taylor. And... Downside, you know, Serrani used a running back by committee approach in Indy. That'll probably be the case here. I don't think Sanders is going to turn to a 360-carry guy, but I could see an uptick happening here. Jonathan Taylor did get workhorse-style numbers at the end of the year, and maybe we're going to see more of that from Miles Sanders. There's really nobody else on, on that roster that deserves more than, like, three to five touches a game. Yeah, I'm with you. And the, the, the hate for Sanders has gone on too long. Uh, he's a way better player than uh, his numbers showed last yeah. year. I, you know, at the end of the day, I might regret not going Kittle here. But think you're in the there's you're in the second to last pick in the second round. You still could get Kittle. I could three get picks Kittle. later, and if you yeah. don't take Darren Waller, and right, you're right. pretty that, happy. So, it, that was the other thing that went through my yes. mind is I can. I, I, I can I'm just as happy with Darren Waller as I am with George Kittle, so I'm not taking Kittle here. And I'm not so convinced I would take Kittle over Waller. I know, yeah, it's a coin I know. flip right now. Because when Parks don't know who the San Francisco quarterback's going to be. Yeah. If there's a, if there's a team that's going to make a big move at quarterback still, it feels like that's the one. All right, last pick of the second round. Last who did you pick take? of the second round, I went DeAndre Swift. Uh, of course, there, he could have been the first pick of the third round, but I would still take Swift uh, just if I wanted to rank the ADPs of these guys. 10 total touchdowns in his rookie year, despite only playing 13 games, only touched the ball 160 times. That's rushes and receptions again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd like He's going to see at least 100 more touches, one would think. You would hope so. And uh, He's a great receiving back. He was top 10 in uh, receptions among running backs. Uh, new head coach Dan Campbell looks to be a very run-friendly type of guy. Who knows? I know Adrian Peterson wants to play forever, but I'm not too concerned about him. I don't mm-hmm. like to change a quarterback for Detroit, but when DeAndre Swift averaged over four and a half yards per carry, when he was getting the ball, he was making things happen. And I hope to God he gets 250 touches in his second year because he, uh, he will live up to this ADP. Yeah. Um, the Lions defense has been so bad for so long. I worry that much of their offseason priority is going to be on the defensive side of the ball because uh, they need help everywhere. They, yeah. They're losing all their, playmaker, all their playmakers, too. Not like Kenny Galladay was playing, but well, uh, Marvin yeah. Jones I think will be gone. They, but, well, we, uh, but will they? Yeah. We'll find yeah, out. We'll Franchise see. tag for Galladay is in play. They can afford it. So I, you know, there is a scenario here where I, where you know they keep Galladay, and you know they need to keep. 
I want the offense to have as many good playmakers as they can. Yeah. Losing Galladay would not help. No. Losing, losing Marvin Jones would not help. Uh, what's the Marvin Jones stat I heard? I think it was this. The only player in the NFL, this is a bar bet right here, the only player in the NFL with nine receiving touchdowns in four straight years, the last four years. I believe it. I remember I, Jones. I pulled a somewhat obscure stat where he was on the list of just 10 other elite guys, like guys we've talked about in the first two rounds of yeah. this, this draft. Yeah, he, he's yeah. right up there. If you'd asked me, cold, if I didn't know this, Name the only receiver with nine or more touchdowns the last four years. I'd have been there a long time before yeah. he came up with Marvin Jones. A long time. It's a it is a tricky one. All right, there you go. Our first uh, two rounds in the books. We started touching on rookies. We're going to talk a lot more rookies as the draft gets closer and closer. We encourage you to continue listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. We hope you love the show. We hope you'll subscribe um, and like us. And if you have any commentary for the show, we are happy to chat with you via Twitter. More this, you know, more in the offseason than we are in season when we're running a thousand miles an hour. So if you hear things that you like, you agree with, disagree with, who did we miss? We talked about Kittle. We talked about Ezekiel Elliott, guys we did not take through two rounds. Darren Waller didn't go through two rounds. Um, we'd love to hear from you on those things as well. Uh, a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Some yeah, might I say get a lot of. Oh, Mahomes, no, I, I had Mahomes. I, I had Mahomes listed. You and I did this draft via uh, via shared mm-hmm. spreadsheet. I had his name in one of these picks once. Uh, I went, you know, I typed in Mahomes. Then I went, no, no, Kittle. No, wait, Sanders. I think yeah, you did the right thing Mahomes. taking Mahomes out. It was, it was really close. He'll be going in the third round for in, sure. in one quarterback leagues. And I'm not saying I agree with it, but he will be. No, sure. I, I kind of do agree with it. The um, you see, I think people are gonna that Super Bowl is going to haunt some people, yeah. and that's such an anomaly, yeah. such an anomaly for, for injured, him. no offensive line yet. Yeah, don't even, I don't want to remember anything about that Super Bowl. I'm not like I'm a Chiefs fan. I was yeah, the um, clear that from your memory. You know, one of the big takeaways from last year, so oftentimes guys like you and me, Brian, and many of our listeners, especially our off season listeners, people that are listening to this podcast in February. We think we're a lot smarter than the rest of the world, and we're going to find quarterbacks late. That didn't happen this year. I mean, for the most part, those late, mid to late round quarterbacks didn't fare particularly well, and the big name guys did what they were supposed to do. So it was last year, at least, was a good year to just take your bankable quarterback in the early mid rounds and not assume. That your you know your prized late round quarterback is going to end up being as good as you think. Thanks for listening, everybody. Made it through a half hour of the show. We appreciate that. We'll be back next week for more Fantasy Football Weekly. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary. At Bed Three Six Five, twenty-one plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.